This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. One quick announcement. Tinkered Thinking has released its first book, The Lasilius Parables, Volume 1. As many will know, a short story is released every Sunday, and this book is an illustrated collection of the first 50 stories released on the podcast. An enormous amount of effort and love went into this project in order to bring it to life. If you want to check it out, go to tinkeredthinking.com slash bookstore. Episode 1020. There seems to be a subtle fantasy wafting about present culture that imagines a life with very few, if any, negative emotions. Such fantasies draw inspiration perhaps from the ecstatic images of other people who cherry-pick their own photos and expressions so that it's always the best aesthetic. It's an understandable decision, but the mass effects are perhaps a bit more subtle. Or perhaps this fantasy of a life devoid of darkness draws its inspiration from the serenity that we see in Buddhists or others who have made a long practice of training the mind. It can be rather depressing to listen to someone wonder aloud about this issue. Why can't I just be happy? Do I have to live with this anxiety and depression forever? There's an underlying assumption these sorts of sad questions have that's worth dredging up. They function on a premise of either or and assume that if a way to jump the emotional fence can finally be discovered, then one would land exclusively and permanently in a life of positive emotions. But the grass always seems greener, when in reality there's bright spots on either side of the fence. The fundamental lesson that is messing from these disheartened perspectives is that emotions exist for particular uses, and the key is understanding those uses and knowing how to exploit emotions to fulfill those uses. An easy example that perhaps isn't so touchy is simple impatience. Being impatient for a particular stock in the market to go up is a recipe for misery. Pinning one's hope and a sense of well-being to something that can fluctuate so radically on a moment-to-moment basis is simply disaster. We don't have any control over stocks, and this lack of agency is key. Being impatient about one's progress on a particular project, however, can be very useful. What we often fail to realize is that emotions can be reorganized and redirected in a kind of plug-and-play fashion. If someone pisses you off to the point where you feel as though you'll explode, well, that, that's an excellent time to go hit the gym and do a workout instead of taking it out on the source of the anger take it out on a punching bag, or breaking a personal best. Pervasive negative emotions like depression and anxiety are quite a bit more tricky because at the point of being pervasive, such emotions have a bit of the upper hand against clear and productive thinking, not to mention even fuzzier concepts like willpower and motivation. As a default catch-all, the best assumption to make in the presence of negative emotion is that something needs to be done. Anxiety is, in some sense, just aimless motivation. With a lot of energy and no direction to expend that energy, it becomes rather uncomfortable, and we call it anxiety. Depression, in many cases, likely points to a larger, more circumspect problem, but again, to generalize here is maybe even a bit dangerous. It's even possible that such negative emotions are, 
a bit of a habit, to be frank. Thought perpetuates thought, and negative self-talk only strengthens the neuronal firing patterns that enable it in the first place. It's not outside the realm of possibility that a good deal of emotional and mental difficulty might simply be bad habit, in a similar way to how a bad diet can lead to extreme conditions like diabetes or heart failure. Appropriately, the default advice is still fairly appropriate. Doing something different is perhaps the only thing that has a chance of getting a wedge into the juggernaut of bad habit, be it new exercise routine or trying out meditation. What's most important is that such emotions never go away, and they need not go away. All that needs to change is our relationship to such emotions. When in the thick of it, in the heat of an emotion, it can seem as though it's impossible to renegotiate a relationship to something as embedded as a pervasive emotion. But with time and consistent, dedicated effort, we can breathe space in between the emotions we have and our experience of them. And once there's room to shed a little light, then it's far easier to figure out exactly what to do with an emotion, how it can be useful, regardless of how positive or negative it is. This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinkered Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly. And you can do this on the support page at tinkeredthinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context.